sorry. I just recently started using uh, Zoom for this because I used something else before. So I'm having... Yeah. I sent it to the cloud before and then I was like, wait, I don't know which cloud it's going to now. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know. Zoom for me has never um, really worked very well. So I use Discord <laughs> instead to record everything. But <laughs> I don't know. I, I have a love-hate relationship with Discord. But yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it doesn't enthuse me to use it, but there's... Yeah, that's fair. On it. Um, but welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I am doing, I am doing all right. It's a, it's a Saturday. I'm here. I'm alive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. We, we both are. <laughs> yes, topic. absolutely. You see, it's a bit dark. Yeah, your room is kind of dark as well. But I can see the sun yeah. outside of Yeah, me. I've got... So, um, it's... Let's see. I'm not sure how hot it is right now. It's like 113 degrees outside. Let's see. So, I've got all of my blinds closed and everything just to try to make it... Um, yeah, one oh, it's 108 right now. So... It's supposed to get up to like 113 today. So I keep all the blinds closed during the day. I might have to turn on my fan here in just a second because it is a little warm in here, but my AC just cannot keep up. <laughs> I feel you. I Yeah, I'm, I'm in the Netherlands at the moment. It was kind of hot um, today, kind of mm -hmm. quite high humidity. Um, yeah. But the funny thing is because I'm from the Caribbean and I've been here for... Oh, yeah. 13 years now and this year I decided to move back so at the end oh of nice and I was like all of those certain years I was always complaining that it's cold I, I want heat <laughs> this year I decided to move back and I was like I, I kind of like this chilly <laughs> wind yeah yeah so where in the Caribbean are you from um Bonaire okay all right you know. And you're moving, are you moving back to there or are you moving somewhere else? No, I'm moving back to Bonaire. Uh, oh, nice. Uh, it, it's something, because before I was thinking to move to um, Spain, I knew I was living in the Netherlands regardless. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, was, that was done and <laughs> set in stone. Um, what was not set in stone was where I was going. So I did my um, thesis in Spain. And ever since, my thesis commissioner has been like, oh, come, we're going to do a project together here. And I was like, okay. I'm convinced that I, I wanted to move there. Uh, but then when I visited um, last year and I visited um, after three years, uh, which was the longest I've been away because I was visiting every mm -hmm. uh, But because of COVID and, and everything, then uh, three years passed by and I visited and so much changed. And um, there's still potential like that there's like at a tipping point of development uh which is actually the perfect time to use what i studied for which is regional development and also my parents are you know in their 70s now and mm -hmm. uh, my sisters are there but yeah you know i i can yeah you want to be there for them be there for them of and course i, I want to see it you know i thought to myself i'm still young I'm mm -hmm. 32, um, so if if ever, maybe in 20, 30 years, I still decide, you know what, I still want to go to Spain. I can still go to Spain. You can still go, absolutely. A time back with yeah. my parents. So yep, that's right. That That is the thing. <laughs> and yeah. I was actually going to start with uh, announcing something to you because I yeah you to um poison honey podcast and mm -hmm. the I, I had a name change and then um originally i was just gonna change the name um mm -hmm. but i thought i'm just gonna start new but I, it is a continuation of what i was doing with poison honey podcast so the deal is that when i came up with the name poison honey podcast i was in a very dark place and sure you know, I was like, Poison High Podcast, the bitter toots of life. We're just going to lay them out there. And I still, I stand behind that. I know where I was at that point. And I absolutely love 
poison eye podcast that it was so mm-hmm. hard to let it go because <laughs> it was like I understand it's my baby and everything was perfect you know the the logo was perfect the, the yeah sound the, the theme song my friend um that I did my minor with uh, I did a, a creativity and art minor um and there's this guy from Germany that's really good with music so he made the, the theme song for, so there was like so oh, that's so cool yeah why I didn't want to let it go, but I've been wanting to bring some kind of change to it. And at mm-hmm. first I thought I'm going to change it to um, Poison Honey Stories of Life, but that didn't resonate because I was like, that feels so wrong. Poison Honey is bitter juice of life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, it, it doesn't it, it doesn't go with the whole idea and the whole right. Um, so I've painfully let it go. Uh, I sent out the last episode. Um, I think I uploaded it today, even just announcing the change. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're going to be on Thought Pollination. Uh, All right. Oh, I love that name. And it still has like the B. It still has the B. So it's, it's that's honor- awesome. It's honoring um, the, the B idea. Yeah. Those less poisonous a little less bitter and i was i i made a hook it was um so we're sharing wisdoms of life to pollinate the minds and i like that uh, always in good company and great vibes so <laughs> yeah i like that a lot why well, I, I also went through a rebrand on my podcast not too long ago so i know how hard it is to let go like something that you poured kind of your heart into your time into your effort into that is that's really hard to be like okay but it's time but it's still hard it's still hard to let it go you know because whenever i was rebranding mine it's not that my intentions changed i still wanted to basically do the same things but the name itself was not serving very well and so i i had a hard time adjusting at first and i hope this is the same for you because I had a hard time adjusting at first, but ever, ever since I got past that first little, like, oh man, like m- almost mourning the loss of the previous yeah, name, I do not regret it at all. It it has been wonderful since then. Like I really aligned my purpose to the name and everything. So it sounds like you're, you're doing the same. And I hope that you come like in the future to not have no regrets, no regrets at all. <laughs> you know, I was, I was having this feel. I was like, before I was setting up my my podcast setting, and I was all like, "Oh, poison honey!" I'm so sad. Yeah, <laughs> I was like trusting your decision. You know, it was bothering yes. you. It was blocking you from continuing to do things. Um, so uh, honor it for what it was, and I did that by yes. officially putting out an, an end episode and. Mm-hmm. I cannot continue with this. Um, I love it. Well, I'm happy to join you on Thought Pollination. I love that name. <laughs> Welcome. So I'm, I'm very curious as we're now chatting about <laughs> different things, which is fine, you know. We're also figuring out kind of the how, how this Thought Pollination thing looks like. Um, but I'm very curious about you. So you're in Texas now, and yeah. I, I love your name. Mama Foxfire. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> Wait, when you send a message uh, uh, to be on a podcast, I was like, I, I, I must have her. That, that's <laughs> so. Oh, I'm so glad. <laughs> who are you, Mama Foxfire? And how do you come to to be Mama Foxfire? Yeah. So, um, the name. Are you asking like the name itself, kind of? Yeah. The how name, that? Yeah. Just what it represents. Why are you? Mama yeah. Why? So it's. it's kind of um, funny because this name has its origins in gaming for me. So when I was a teenager, um, I started playing a game called RuneScape and it's a very old MMO that is still around. So um, there's a massive multiplayer online or something like that is what MMO stands for. So it's a big multiplayer game and it had, you have to come up with a gamer tag. And we were on vacation with my family because I was a teenager, not out of the house or anything, at a place called Foxfire Cabins in the Texas Hill Country. And I was like, well, I'll just call myself Lady Foxfire. Like, you just use what's in front of you, you know, when you're a kid. You're just like, oh, I don't know, um, rock and tree, whatever. So it was Lady Foxfire. 
And then I, after I got married, I kind of stopped gaming because my husband didn't like that I was gaming. And so I stopped. And once I started gaming again, many, many years later, um, I was like, well, Lady Foxfire doesn't seem right anymore. I'm a little older. I've got these kids and like <laughs> everything. So I was like, well, I, I like Foxfire. Like that has a lot of nostalgia for me personally. But what if I just change it to Mama Foxfire? And so that's what I am everywhere now. Still, I'm Mama Foxfire all over the place. Every social that I'm on is Mama Foxfire. All of it. Just every game that I play, it's always Mama Foxfire. So. So, because I I did, I was looking into a bit of, obviously I saw the, the gaming. Uh, yeah. But I, I also saw that you were like advocating for mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, there was something with the tacos. <laughs> yes. All of <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes. So even tacos fall apart um, is what I rebranded too. So I, it was words to your mother previously. And my tagline was, um, the tagline was it's words to your mother talking about mental health until even your mom gets it. And it just didn't, it didn't quite fit anymore after a little while of doing it, kind of like what you were talking about. So we talked about it within our community because we already had a um, community and we were already talking all the time. And so I was like, I think I want to change the name, but I don't know what to. And we went through all kinds of different options and then finally the one that everyone was like that's it was even tacos fall apart and i was like yes that it that is it because when you're talking about mental health like no one's perfect first of all in life in general there is not a single perfect person out there okay and when you're talking about mental health specifically sometimes there's such a, a a place inside that we keep really hidden from other people and so the messaging there is just yeah, it, when you're eating a taco, it falls apart and shit falls onto, uh, I'm sorry, stuff falls onto the plate. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> so shit falls onto the plate and it's fine. You grab the rest of your tortilla chip and you scoop it up and you make what you can out of it. And you still love it. You don't hate the stuff that fell onto the plate, right? You just make nachos out of it. So um, even tacos fall apart is like, uh, we love tacos when they fall apart and I love you no matter what. So that's the... That's how that came about. Yeah, that's really beautiful. And but what brought you to like uh, wanting to talk about mental health? So that was um, a couple of different things. First of all, I um, went through a lot of mental health challenges myself. So I had postpartum depression with my second child and no one really talked about it back then. It was like, you don't you just don't talk about it. But fortunately, my OBGYN um was able to recognize what was going on and prescribed a medicine that just within a couple of weeks really helped. And so then um, I was in an emotionally abusive marriage. And so I was not doing well mentally. I had a lot of anxiety that came out of that um, diagnosed with CPTSD, which is complex post-traumatic stress disorder. And then also I had a lot of depression that I was dealing with as a result of that and some other things in my life as well. It wasn't just the marriage, but um So I was going through all of this stuff myself. And then in 2017, one of my grandfathers went missing. And when he went missing, it was like the whole family just converged together on his house to do all of these searches and to support one another and try to figure out what the hell just happened. Um, And because of that, I really grew a lot closer together with one of my sisters who I had been not estranged from, but we just didn't talk a lot. You know, it's like you just... Yeah, we just didn't really talk a whole lot. So we became a lot closer together and um, she was gaming a lot. And because we were going through this uh, familial traumatic situation together, it was like, okay, we're talking more. Let's let's do something together. So we started gaming together. And once we started gaming together, it was like this thing that um, it just it just blossomed into this really cool community that then we were doing all this stuff together and they were like, oh, you're funny. You should stream. So I started streaming. And then eventually I was like, well, what am I doing this for? What is really the purpose of streaming? If I'm just going to be playing games, why don't I also talk about something? And obviously with my grandfather's disappearance being fresh in my mind and the predominant um, theories there being either that he killed himself or that he was murdered. Um, and we we'll, I don't think we'll ever have an answer to that. But um with those two being kind of the predominant, like, this is what happened. That was like, okay, so if he killed himself, 
What if he had gotten help before that? What if he hadn't been so ensconced in this idea that you can't talk about the things that you're going through and get help and seek help for the things that you're going through because you're this macho fireman, family, strong point um, type. And then if someone murdered him, like what if they had gotten help for whatever their issue was? (laughs) So either way, I just wish that there had been less of a stigma around talking about mental health. And so that's really what kind of brought me to um, talking about mental health first on Twitch and now with the podcast and on YouTube and everything as well. So that's that's a long way around, but that's why that's why I do what I do. Yeah, that's why I talk about mental health. And how has the experience been? Because you're saying you have like a, a community. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, just from that, I'm assuming well-received, but how how is how has it been in, in the experience, in your words? Yeah, so um, the community is wonderful. Everybody is very supportive of one another. We talk about everything. I mean, and I mean, everything from like death positivity to sex positivity to talking about depression to talking about autism to talking about ADHD, OCD, whatever it is that people are going through. Somebody just had a shitty day at work. You know, they come in and they talk about what's going on and everybody kind of weighs in with, either support if they're asking for support or if they're asking for like advice, people can say, well, I've been through something similar. Here's what I did. Or if they just want to rant, like we have all of these different um, areas that they can go into and be like, I just need to get this off my chest or I actually need support or, hey, has anyone been through this before? And because it um, really came about pretty organically, I feel like it's just a, a home. Like when you're online and and you want to talk to somebody, you just go into you know the Discord or you hop onto Twitter or wherever you want to go um, and just kind of get with your family who you probably never met in person. <laughs> that's I think that's really important though for myself. Um, I think especially in my teenage years, I I was not that I'm not online a lot now, but I was like really online, you know, like yeah. <laughs> It really had this community that I was uh, constantly kind of seeing every day and talking to, and I do think it's really important to to have that community. Let's say, um, especially with something as mental health as you said, there's a mm-hmm. stigma around it, so people might not feel comfortable about just walking up to their their mom or their sister and being like, you know, I feel you know this type of way, or I feel depressed, or whatever it is they might be dealing mm-hmm. with. Um, so I do think it's important to to have these kind of communities. Um, and something stuck with me about what you said, because I'm now curious about what, death. Um, death positivity? Death positivity. What, yeah. What, yeah. So death positivity, here's a different sidetrack. That's my specialty is like going off on little tangents. So (laughs) here we go on another tangent. Um, My it's my experience with death death positivity is really rooted in my childhood and growing up because my other grandfather, not the one that went missing. um, So he, he was a funeral director and also a preacher. And so he very openly, like, I remember as a kid going up to the funeral home to have lunch with him. Like that wasn't, and it was never weird to me. It was just like, oh, he's working on a body in the morgue. So we're going to go up and um, he did all the makeup and stuff for people's bodies whenever they died. And um, he was exposed and he would talk about all these different types of funerals and how this one community did this funeral this way. And it was really cool. And like they all came into the parking lot and had this big party. And then this other community was really somber and very like black veils and everything. And so he would always tell us these stories of these people who would come to mourn or celebrate their dead and the people that they lost and how they would come together themselves. But then also as a preacher, you know, he was very open. He's very um, religious, very spiritual. And so he was very much rooted in God. And while I am not very religious now, I do consider myself still very spiritual. So religion did me dirty. And we're not we're not going <laughs> to we're not going to go back to a church if I can help it. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's something I do believe that there's a higher power. But anyway, so I grew up with that. And then as I got older, I realized that that's not how most people grow up with death. Like that's not something that everybody thinks about. A lot of people are really scared of, 
of death and dying. And it's this concept that they're like, no, 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 kind of like mental health. No, no, no. We don't talk about that. We don't talk about how I, how I want to be buried, how I want my body treated when I die. Or we don't talk about, okay, what do I want to have done with all of my stuff? Yeah, you put together a will. Yeah, everyone knows you should have a will. But it's the talking about an actual plan for your death. Yeah. First of all, to make sure that you know what you want. You've explored that within yourself. And then second of all, to make sure that your loved ones know what you want and that they're not guessing what you want to have happen. Yeah. You know, so um, we've I've talked about that within our family a lot. And then it's one of those things. It's just like we've had guests come on to the podcast and talk about death positivity. Link Keller was fantastic. She talked about um, death positivity in a very extensive way with some real like steps that you can take for a death plan is what she called it. And you don't have to call it that, but it's just the willingness to talk about it is all death positivity is the willingness to talk about it in a way that helps you explore what you want. Yeah, I, I do. I, I, I feel that I've noticed that, um, that people get uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, you talk about it. So I remember a period of my life, which I, I, I think was also in my teenage years that I already had. <laughs> I I always found somber um, kind of funerals to be, to my taste, a bit dull. I'm like, yeah. I would love to be celebrated. Like she lived. <laughs> yes. And now she lives no more, but <laughs> she lived. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we're happy that we knew her. So I, I, I kind of, um, imagine that people will come in very colorful colors almost like a carnival yeah and i had songs i think it was i can't remember so this is a band that sings don't stop believing journey um, yes yes um, but there there was one song where the lyric would have been hella ironic at a funeral <laughs> <laughs> that is what I want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah, right. I mean, it's. I, I get it. It's. I think the mm -hmm. fear, or, or in my contemplation, I think the fear comes from, um, maybe fearing that that you didn't do anything with your life, or yeah, dying from boring life. <laughs> <laughs> or, well, and you just you just don't want to talk about it right that's just it's uncomfortable it is truly uncomfortable to say when i die because then you're acknowledging that you're gonna die but we all are you know <laughs> yeah I, I think it's actually better in a sense to to get to that point where we can't talk about it because, because yeah we, we are going to die and i think acknowledging that you are one day at least for me, I'll talk for myself. I won't yeah. this in other people's. Um, <laughs> but for me, um, once I really acknowledge, like, okay, I, I one day just won't wake up anymore. Like, mm -hmm. be it. Um, yep. It gives me the sense of, well, for as long as I do wake up, uh, I'm going to enjoy it and I'm, I'm going to do the best I can with this with this life that I have right yeah. now, you know, leaving, leaving the room. I don't know uh, if, if I reincarnate, but I'm definitely not going to reincarnate in this specific body in this specific right. situation. So <laughs> I am enjoying um, this situation that I am mm -hmm. in right now in this body that I am in right now. Um, and of course I do wonder <laughs> what, what comes afterwards i think we all do <laughs> adds to the or do you think that adds to the the scariness um, i think so of it because we don't really know there's speculation mm -hmm. right <laughs> so yep. i think you go to to heaven or to hell or to Valhalla if you're like a, a viking <laughs> so right yeah I, I think it's the it's the fear of unknown mm -hmm. Particularly that people don't want to talk about it. So, yeah. have you had people in your community be absolutely uh, like a 
exposed to talking about death and then through these conversations um, now feel differently about it or more open or? So I think that especially whenever we talked about it as a as a specific like headline topic, um, we had people who came in and they didn't really understand what death positivity was. It's not a common term. It's not something that most people just throw around. And by the end of the stream, I think that everyone had a better understanding of it. And that's the way with all the topics that we talk about. Like the goal is to just ask questions, get answers and have a better understanding when you come out of the of the conversation. And so I don't know. No one said like, oh, I'm against death positivity. Like we're not going to talk about it. No one that I know of said that they were like that before and has then come out and been like, no, this is a great thing. But we we have had many people say, I didn't think about it that way. And yes, I do want to make sure that my wishes are known and that people know what I do want whenever I die. So it it was less like this complete turnaround and more just like, oh, I hadn't thought of it that way. That's a cool thing that I can actually implement and do. Yeah. Right. That's, yeah. I can imagine that uh, you just go on you're just living why would you think yes right <laughs> why are we so weird thinking about that <laughs> i know i know i agree <laughs> and actually i wanted to be uh um what would they call it because i was watching csi a lot mm -hmm. I to be like one of these investigators that uh uh mortician that yeah yeah investigated the body but yeah mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> we went a different route. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, what else um, What else do you do with your, maybe in your community or outside of the community, if you want to tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, so um, we game a lot. We game together a lot. Um, not every day, but, you know, probably more than half the week in the evenings. We're in some game or another together in a, in a voice call together and talking. Uh, for those who want to play the game or or whatever. Uh, and then just in the community in general, it's just all day people are chatting with each other. There's people from all over the world who will come together and, and talk about different things, which is pretty cool. Um, and then in my in my daytime life, <laughs> I do have a full time job. And so I work in the architecture, engineering and construction industry. I also have two kids. I'm a single mom and my kids are 16 and nine. So getting getting older, I cannot believe how fast they are freaking growing. They just started school again this year. Um, and then, yeah, I, I'm really big on family. So I get together with family a lot um, and just, yeah, kind of hang out. So I love talking about mental health and being a mental health advocate. I'm always on Twitter talking to people and just trying to do what I can to make that a positive space. It can really, as with anywhere on the internet, can really be a cesspool sometimes. So I do what I can to spread a little joy and positivity and try to point people to resources if I see someone who's really needing some help. Because obviously I'm not a mental health professional. I don't provide any sort of services um, for people. All I do is kind of connect people and support people. So um but yeah, I am really happy to be living near family now. I moved about a year ago to be closer to family and to um, be closer specifically to my grandma and my parents. My grandma has dementia, and so she needs someone to go over there at least once a day and make sure that she's taking her, taking her medications and all of that. And it's really cool because... You know, we'll go over there after my kids have music lessons or whatever, and they'll play music for her. And right now, you never know what timeline she's going to be in. Mm -hmm. And so you get all these different stories. It's like, okay, today she's talking about her mom. And yes, she's talking about her mom like her mom is still alive. But I didn't know a lot of this stuff about her mom. Yeah. You know, I never thought to ask grandma about her mom. <laughs> so it's kind of neat in a, a very, um, I guess kind of bittersweet way to just say, yes, she has dementia, but because I'm going over there so often now, I get to hear all of these really cool stories um, and that I wouldn't have otherwise known or heard of. Yeah. And it's, you know, kids get to spend more time with their grandparents and my grandma and all this stuff. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what else you would like to know, but I'm an open book. So whatever you want to talk about is fine. <laughs> 
Yeah, that, that's interesting that you mentioned your grandma. I, I um, well, my mom was raised by someone that that, that I consider my grandma. She, she mm -hmm. did raise my mom from two years old, and um, she was in in the house with us, or actually, we were in the house with her because it was her house. Yeah. Um, and I that was my favorite part um, that so I knew her between her ages of 90 and 99 wow and I got to she didn't have dementia but I, I got to hear a lot of stories mm -hmm. that yeah that I just you don't you don't really get that um, anymore in the sense from this yeah. generation most of them I think all of them of, of her generation would already have died. So mm -hmm. those stories, firsthand experience stories from those times, you're not yeah. gonna get back. So I do think it's it's really um beautiful to be able mm -hmm. to have time with these people and uh, that they are still at home within the that, that they're able to that was just my mind went to people in elderly home mm -hmm. uh, that yeah sometimes they get put there but sometimes there's no other options yeah for that um that they go there so yeah it, it is it's really nice that you that you get to have that um and i had a question what <laughs> <laughs> what has been like some of, I'm not gonna rephrase that. What are some wisdoms that you would like to share uh, with us? Some wisdoms, like related to mental health or just life in general. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I would, I would say the one that I, that I probably like the most, besides even tacos fall apart and we love them anyway, because that is very true. Like sometimes things just don't go your way in life. Um, but the one that I like to say a lot is that if you think that you're meeting a, a normal person, it just means that you don't know them very well yet because everyone is unique. Everyone has their own things that they're dealing with, their own things that they enjoy, their own things that they don't like. And so everyone is unique. There is not one single normal, just like there's not one, per one person that's perfect. No one is normal. Everyone has their own thing. And so just because you're looking at someone else's life and thinking, oh, wow, that mama Foxfire, she's got everything perfect. You don't you don't know that I went through an emotionally abusive marriage. Well, I mean, everybody does because I'm so I talk about it all the time. But you don't know on the surface if you haven't if you haven't talked to me for any amount of time or you haven't asked me, we haven't talked about that. You wouldn't know that I went through an emotionally abusive marriage. You wouldn't know that I suffered with. Uh, suffer through depression and suicidal thoughts. You wouldn't know that I struggle with anxiety sometimes. You know, there's all these things that you just can't see. You wouldn't even know that I'm a single mom who's helping one child who is transgender and we are in Texas and that is not a safe space to be. And you wouldn't know that one of my other kids has Tourette's syndrome and I have to advocate for him as well at the school. And so it's like all these things that you can't see because you're looking at someone on Instagram or Facebook or wherever else and thinking that looks like a good life. I want that life. But just work on ways to want your own life and work on ways to improve your own life. Um, I think that that's one of the things that I say a lot is if the only normal people that you know are ones you don't really know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's, I guess that's probably, that's probably one. And then just, if you're, if you're wanting to go get help, but you're afraid that it's going to be a sign of weakness to others, it's not. Using every tool in your toolbox, including things like therapy and things like peer support forums and things like different communities that you can go and, and get. And even, you know, um, going to a hospital or something like that. All of those are tools that you can use in your toolbox. And that doesn't make you weak. It actually makes you a lot stronger because you are leaning on people who have the expertise that you do not. Um yeah. So, I mean, I, I guess if I was going to give you three, those would probably be the three. <laughs> I, I completely agree with it. And um, I'm assuming that you you went to therapy as well after mm -hmm. the, the abuse. Now, how was 
I keep hitting it. I do that with mine all the time. Like I have to keep it a little bit away from me because if I don't, I'm always, because I mean, you've already seen, I talk with my hands, like I'm constantly, so I, I smack my mic all the time. I've been, uh, I don't know, you can't even see it. It's too yellow. What's going on? <laughs> I've been drawing while you were Oh, that's cool. <laughs> so I love that. <laughs> that helps me not. Hit, hit yes fight. yep <laughs> um but oh yeah uh, how was your experience with therapy hmm. so I had a terrible experience with therapy first and I didn't know that that wasn't how things were supposed to be so the first time I went to therapy um was after I found out that my ex-husband was cheating and having an affair um so I went to therapy for myself and my therapist was one of those therapists who was just like, well, you need to try to smile more and you need to do this worksheet and I'll see you next week. And I went for, I think, five sessions, maybe maybe four. And I was just like, this is less helpful than Reddit. And that's saying something like, shit, if Reddit is better than your therapist, that you need funny. a new therapist. <laughs> but I didn't know at the time that that's not how every therapist was. It was my only experience with therapy because when I had postpartum depression before, my OBGYN took care of it. It was just medication that I needed. Yeah. In this case, I needed more than medication and the therapist that I was assigned through my health insurance sucked. And so I didn't go back for a couple more years because I didn't go back until my grandfather went missing. And when my grandfather went missing, I was like, I cannot deal with this on my own. And so I um, found another therapist who was very close to my work and also took my insurance. And she was amazing, like so much better, very validating, very, okay, you tell me what you need me to do. You tell me what you want to work on next, very um, collaborative mm -hmm. in nature. And I am so glad even though it was a couple couple years between the two experiences. I am so glad that I went back because it she helped me work through a lot of different stuff, including identifying that I was in an emotionally abusive relationship. She never used those words. She never put those words. And whenever I finally said that to her, I said, I think I'm, I think this situation that I'm in is actually abusive. She was like, finally. <laughs> <laughs> so she very much was just a put her hands out and said, give me all the things you're struggling with and I'm going to hold them while you sort through them and figure it out. Wow. And so it was a really good experience the second time around. Um, and I'm very glad that I went back. And so from that, if you are in therapy and your therapist sucks or you don't get along with your therapist, fire them and get a new one, like give it another try. Don't do what I did and just think that everyone, every therapist is the same because they're not. We forget sometimes that some people such as therapists, we are, we hire them to help us. Yeah. Something. Uh, yes. And it, it is so funny because throughout this conversation with you, there's been certain, a lot of points where, I mean, from the beginning, from the changing the podcast, there, there have been so many points where, um, we we have similarities and mm -hmm. um, I didn't touch upon everything because it will be like <laughs> tomorrow still like even the architecture thing I, I found mm -hmm. because I wanted to be an architect also <laughs> um, but I also even with this just one second because that is a mosquito <laughs> oh, I, ha I have a mosquito but you can't see it because I put on makeup but I have a mosquito uh, bite right here <laughs> It is awful. I hate mosquitoes. Like, you know, if I don't kill it now, I can cut this out. If I don't kill it now, it's going to bother me later. <laughs> yes. Yep. Um, the, uh, about the therapist, I even mm -hmm. uh, also, when I really started feeling depressed, um, was as a teenager and I, I just didn't feel like I belonged. Mm. in my own generation and at home and uh, you know on the island and it is ultimately also why I left um 
but I went to a therapist uh, there and I, it was almost the same experience <laughs> or semi, to say, I don't know, similar experience as yours um, in the sense that I didn't feel like I was really helped. And mm-hmm. at a certain point, his solution, um, one of the solutions was that I got birth control to manage my hormones. And, oh, no. And the, <laughs> the other solution, he was like, you are thinking too much about, and uh, you're contemplating too much about life. Uh, go out and find a job. And I was like, after that, I did not feel comfortable going, yeah. how, why am I not allowed to contemplate about life and just thinking deeply about things is mm-hmm. one of the things that I love doing and I love that I have the ability to do so. So you wanting to take that away from me, uh, it was kind of <laughs> sketchy. Yeah, yeah. So I also didn't went back um, for a while. And then I had a friend who was a, a therapist and um, we did kind of a, a, a switch thing where I made a, a book cover for her and she was giving me therapy. Um, but I think that, that, that was also too much in the sense that we were trying to be friends and trying to work together yeah. and also my therapist. And then you get into this gray zone of when we are doing friends things and I mentioned something to you as a friend and you reply to me as a therapist. Yeah and give me uh, tips that I didn't really ask to, like I was just telling you something. That's hard. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that, that that's hard. And also afterwards, when I reflect, um, the, the, the way I was given therapy by her, um, when I reflected after, in the moment, I needed someone to talk to. So of course I'm, I'm very grateful that she gave her time uh, to me to listen to me but then afterwards when I went to therapist that really helped me and I compared it with how I was getting therapy therapy from her and therapy from the one before her is that I was really treated as uh, a child like a baby like mm-hmm. oh, you have emotions we, you, yeah we need to take that away somehow <laughs> right be it with tips or or with pills and I, I do think uh, that's a red flag that when you mm-hmm. um, feel that you're not being helped well or follow your feeling your hunch is what I'm trying to, <laughs> to yes tell. absolutely um, if you feel that it's not working um, for you it, it was, I don't want to go too much on people's style of working but it, it just might be that um you're not a match like that therapist is not working for you and then um, what I noticed from the therapy that I got oh that's a very cute cat (laughs) this This is Tyrion he's sweet he's (laughs) he's here for pets (laughs) I just saw uh, I saw him go from the back yeah (laughs) yeah he, he can open so I have glass doors in my office and he opens the doors and he lets himself in but I would say, yeah, that what I, I what helped me with the other therapist was that they treated me as an adult, and mm-hmm. they simultaneously recognized that my inner child was wounded, it was hurt. So they acknowledged her, but they said, no, "You're an adult now. So what are you going to do? Yeah, to, to protect that inner child and and give her." what she needed back then that she couldn't get. And I really appreciated that. And to extent, I think the one, the third one, I only went twice, not because I didn't like her, but it, because it was so effective. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. It was called um, regression therapy. Mm. So um, we did an intake and the, I, I remember I typed a message to her and I just said, 
I am done. <laughs> I know I'm having tra- trauma responses and I'm very done with this. Please help. Mm-hmm. And we had the intake and I wrote down all of the things and um, we just had two sessions where you're basically asked to recreate the the situation, how it was before and how you would have done it differently. Yeah. You had the power to, and that really helped me because then I kept doing that um, to myself and, and yeah, just growing from there. And then recently what I've been doing is not necessarily therapy, though it kind of feels like it, but I'm removing um, what they call energy blocks, um, Mm -hmm. which is more, I think, the spiritual side of it. Since you were talking about spirituality, I made a segue. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, the spiritual side of it, um, where I've I've worked on, I recognize the traumas, and talked about it in the, in the more, I would say, the logic brain of it. Mm-hmm. Um, this is how it was. This is what it could have been. And now the spiritual side is more okay, but that memory of that trauma or event is now stored somewhere in my body. Yeah. And I think that's like the next level because now, that is still blocking me somehow. So how mm-hmm. do I move on? Um, so yeah, I, I'm curious about your experiences with spirituality. Yes, I also I, I agree with you that religion did me wrong as well, and that I <laughs> I went to to spirituality. But yeah, how was that for you? Yeah, it's really hard. Whatever um, you have a bad experience with something, to then kind of come to terms with the fact that you can just take what you need from a religion or from a practice and leave the rest behind. Like that's what, that's what I had to come to terms with is just some things about religion are good. Some things people take out of context and I don't like that. And um, for me, it's just, I can take what I need to take and, and leave the rest behind. Um, As far as like, you're talking about energy blocks. I actually have a guest coming up and we are going to talk about energy blocks. So I'm really excited that she brought that up because that's very timely. But then we've had guests talk about um, it, it's emotional freedom techniques and tapping. And we've had guests talk about spirituality and mental health and all of that as well. So I love um, that these themes just keep coming up because every time I have someone talk about that, I, I learn something new. But I really think that the your body does react to emotions in a very physical way. And if you can address what your body is having happen to it through working on your own mental health and your own kind of self-regulation and emotions, um, then that's going to be really helpful. And for me, the, the spirituality, I, I guess I call it spirituality. I don't really know what it is, but it's just like living in a way that doesn't harm others. Basically, it, I, I don't have any rituals that I do or uh, what religious or otherwise, you know, um, it's just kind of my own way of being. And so I feel like you just got to find what works for you and you can pick and choose from column A, B, C, all the way to X, Y, Z uh, to make up whatever that is for you, as long as you're not harming someone else um, or harming yourself. Yeah, I think I I think you touched upon something that's very important because that was my main thing with uh, religious. Like I I was brought up uh, Catholic, and my mom's very strictly devoted Catholic. Yeah, and I personally think okay, that's I don't pers- necessarily have an issue with that. That you are that way that that has right through your life but my issue is when people start projecting it on me yes and as I said before I'm a deep thinker like to contemplating and and if you tell me that I cannot even contemplate this god person yeah (laughs) whether it is a man on on uh, on the clouds or not or rather I feel like it's more like an energetic thing um and if I don't give you the answer that that resonates exactly with what you believe then i am wrong 
mm-hmm. have an issue. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. Because what someone else believes shouldn't be forced on you in any way, just like what you believe shouldn't be forced on someone else. Yeah. And at least I, so I was raised Baptist. My grandfather was a church of Christ preacher. And so I had a mix of both, but the commonality, at least in Christianity is that you are not supposed to judge other people. And part of the problem that I have with um, church services is they are so damn judgy <laughs> all the time. Everyone is judging everyone else. And I'm just like, that does not serve me. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah, it's it either. It's like you're judging. You're, you're sitting there saying, yes. do no harm to others. Only God can judge and these types of things. But you are, you're in the church during yes. service. Yeah judging people and you go home and you continue judging them even harder yeah that's also what i didn't understand about the different segments within christianity is because i i saw it as christianity right um, and um i remember uh my mom once uh there was a, a ship there, a missionary ship on the island, and I was bored, so I had nothing to do. It's a very quiet <laughs> island, so there's something new. I'm going to go there and see what are they doing. Um, and she was like, well, um, I, I think, I guess she was worried that I was converging to their religion. And I was oh. like, I, I thought y'all believed in the same God. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Hella confused. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Why does it matter if I uh, say hypothetically that that Christianity believed in that same God, and we can argue about the Jesus and the the, the different saints and that? But mm-hmm. for me, at least, that was that was set God. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yep. we we worship that. I don't. I, I've never saw any um, differences in in that sense. Um, so that that was very curious um for me to to kind of see that uh yeah absolutely it's weird right like <laughs> baptist versus versus church of christ like i know there's differences but who cares if you're using instruments in worship honestly who cares if you don't use instruments in worship you think god is like don't play that guitar that's not acceptable <laughs> or oh you're worshiping the correct way because you're only using your voice as your instrument he doesn't care if he even exists, he does not care. And if he does, what the hell? <laughs> it's my question. How, how can we know? How can yeah, you can't. You can't. You just got to do your best. And if you believe in God, that's fine. Believe in God however you want to believe in God. But don't force that on someone else yeah, and who I, doesn't. I think it's um, the biggest takeaway, as you said, um, should be how we treat each other. Yes. We're respecting each other's uh, space or Absolutely. autonomy, I think is the word that I'm looking for, mm-hmm. to, to do no harm. To Yes, yes, yeah. Um, I think that's, uh, that religion is, is essentially a, a, a ship or container to pass on values that mm-hmm. I can I can get down with the values of no not harming your neighbor, yeah. um, loving each other, loving uh, nature, not um, I, yeah, worshiping material things as 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 if yeah, your God, um, right? But isn't it isn't it funny that? Most, I can't say all because I don't know all religions, but most religions have the same general values. Like, don't go around killing each other. Every religion. (laughs) Don't go around, don't go around, you know, coveting other people's spouses. Yeah. (laughs) Like, every, it's just like they're all so similar and we beat each other up over the tiniest of differences. Because yeah. I got to be right and you got to be wrong. Forget it. Why are we wasting our energy and time on that, man? Don't you have better things to do? <laughs> I do. <laughs> Refreshing issues, most definitely. <laughs> that, yes. The 
said that, that as you said, what, what instrument? Uh, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, that, I'm wondering, do I have more questions now? Well, I do have, um, while you're thinking, I do have one resource that I would love to point out because on um, on my website, which is tacosfellapart.com, there is a what, what, nope, stop. There is a what therapy is and what therapy isn't page. And I think it's well-written, but that might be because I wrote it. So, <laughs> um, but it goes through, like you were talking about, you know, that your friend was really treating you as um, you go to her as a friend and she comes back with therapy kind of things. So it talks about how therapy isn't necessarily friendship and it isn't anything above friendship for sure, but that it is teamwork and partnership. And so it kind of delineates those two of this is what you should expect from therapy. And this is what you should not expect from therapy. And if you have things that are going on that are on that, this is, this should not be therapy list, then that's a sign that you probably need to get a different therapist. So I just want to point out that if you're not sure, if you're in therapy and you're like, I don't know, I really like this person, we get along really well, that's great. But please make sure that it is serving you in a way that is going to improve your mental health and not just another friendship connection, because that is something that I think a lot of people will hang on to a therapist because they're friendly, but they might not be as helpful as they could be. So I just wanted to point out that that's out there if you're wondering am I in a good therapeutic relationship? There is a, here's some things that could point to, yes, you are, and and no, you're not, so. That's great, actually. My question was, what would you want to share? So <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that, I mean, I really, there is so much information um, on my website that if anyone has any questions um, or they want more information or anything like that, there's also the contact info on there, so tacosfallapart.org, tacosfallapart.com. Both of those will get you there. Uh, there's mental health resources, both US-based and internationally, um, and lots of different apps and uh, blogs and different resources and products and stuff that if you are interested in, you can go on there and find. And it's just, I add more information all the time. So <laughs> well, then I, I say to anyone out there that is uh, struggling with mental health or you have someone in your life that is struggling and you want to help them out or you want to seek help for yourself, that is definitely a good place to start and get some orientation going um, about what is mental health, what is it not. Uh, mm -hmm. Very important uh, if you heard assuming you heard up to now you heard our stories yeah. <laughs> with, with therapy it's very important that you find um, a therapist that is a good fit for you that is actually helping you improve your mental health mm -hmm. um, and, and and it's okay to go through that process of finding that person so you might not that first therapist that you check out might not be the the one you're looking for or or the one you need in your specific case. And there's no shame in that. Um, just fire them essentially or yes, <laughs> with your services, but them to put it nicer <laughs> um, and find another therapist that could potentially be the one that does help you through your, um, your struggles that you're going through. Um, mm -hmm. And on that note, I want to thank you very much for, uh, joining me today uh, in, in one of the would be one of the first episodes of uh, Talk Pollination podcast. Um, sometimes, you know, I was still searching. Um, thank you for sticking through that. Um, and uh, yeah, it was really nice talking to you and hearing your story. Um, and also thank you for all, all that you do for mental health and advocating for it and i'm very excited to check out your podcast i'm very curious about the person about energy blocks but that's of course that's because that's what i'm doing right now <laughs> yeah yeah so uh thank you for having me this was a really lovely conversation i cannot wait to see where you go with thought pollination i think that it's going to be a i feel like it's going to be a good change for you and i hope that you have a similar experience where it's just like this is affirming and this is right um, the energy blocks one live stream will be, I think, in five weeks from now. Um, 
So next week I'm doing OCD and then it's going to be um, eating disorders and then procrastination and then plant-based medicines and then energy blocks, I think is the, is the order. So it's like five weeks from now, <laughs> but thank you so much for letting me listen to all of those, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, you can check out, check out any of them. They'll be up on the website. Um, I always post who's going to be joining me and information about that. So uh, feel free to check any of those out. Absolutely. But thank you so much for having me on and letting me join you. This was, it was an honor and such a, a lovely conversation, honestly. Yeah, that's it. I feel the same. And maybe sometime in the future, when, when I'm further down the thought pollination line, we can meet up again. And so, I would love that. Uh, until next time on the Thought Pollination Podcast, this was Manoraka Frey and Mama Foxfire. Which is shout out the